Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. I'm your host, Gerald, and uh, look, for the first time in about a month, I'm by myself this morning, which I'm kind of glad about, to be honest. I've been enjoying having guests on, but um, it's it's nice to just have a regular show, and also last week's guest was the cause of a bit of controversy, so I don't mind having a bit more of a low-key episode this week, and I do want to talk about it a little bit, so... Um, I guess people were pretty critical of the fact that I had Nelly on the show at all. Uh, and then once the show came out, there was a bit of backlash about what he was saying, about me having him on. And and, and I didn't know anything about apparently these allegations people kept talking about. I literally had no idea. Um, and, and that would have changed things, I guess. But um, and yeah, the, the stuff he was saying, I mean, we know Nelly's a bit of a character. I, I was there with him in person. I think if you could see, like, I think some of it, what he was just taking the piss a bit. Um, other stuff, uh, he's, he's a serial embellisher. We know that. So I think if you just take it for what it was, which was a bit of fun, and rather than trying to call him out on all the lies and call me out for even talking to him, just, you know, it was just a bit of fun. And some of those stories were, you know, <laughs> they were stories. But, um, you know, I, I, I was just being an interviewer and I let him get through what he, what he wanted to say. And, um, you know, like, is his documentary getting picked up on Netflix? I don't know. Um. And <laughs> yeah, but some of the stuff, the, the Danny Drinkwater stuff was true. He showed me the Instagram messages. Um, he had a conversation with the MacArthur boss about it and the MacArthur boss told him, well, if Danny wants money, he's not getting a contract with us. So that was interesting. But um, yeah, some of the stuff I'm sure was a little bit um, fabricated as well. But that, that was that. And um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll know for next time maybe that people weren't, wouldn't, didn't appreciate that as much as what maybe I thought that they would. But yeah. Um, it was just an idea, you know, he's got a big following and, and I thought that could be a good idea. But any, anyway, <laughs> we'll get back to what the, this podcast is normally about. Because I also didn't like last week, I couldn't talk about the A-League. Like, I could have done a separate little add-on at the end, but it already ran 30 minutes and I was just like, ugh, whatever. So, um, we've missed quite a bit of football, but I'm going to start off with um, uh, Peak of the Week, which I don't think has actually really been... I haven't really done this so far and we're five episodes in. So, we're getting back to our regular... Uh, programming today with Peak of the Week. And I think it's fair to say that um, it goes to Hiroshi Ibasuki's red card. I mean, what was that? <laughs> what was that? That was not a red card. <laughs> you know, any stretch of the imagination. And it was overturned now, so he gets to play it on the weekend. But, like, he's Adelaide have already lost two points because of this. Like, they were up 1-0, then they conceded two goals in four minutes, and then they actually did really well to get a point back from the game. But... Um, that's not fair, you know, and I think, um, I don't want to say anything about Sydney FC and their bias treatment that they always get, but uh, look, it was interesting, it it was a really strange call, and I suppose for me, that's peak of the week, Um, and uh, what was even stranger for me was that, like, um, they had Roderick Miranda on some show, like, did you guys see that on Twitter, like, Roderick Miranda's talking about, like, the red card in the... Um, Derby and like I think they asked me about this red card as well and like he was just talking about VAR and all this stuff and like I've never seen this show I've never seen the person asking him the question before it was just like it had come from a different world and, and that, so that was pretty strange as well if you guys know where that show is if that's on maybe template or something let me know but I'd, I'd never seen that in my life so <laughs> I was very confused but uh, you know marketing isn't the strong point of this league so I'm not surprised but anyway We'll get back into last week's results. And we start on Friday night at Amy Park. This game was um, 
it was pretty strange. Like, when we had the Melbourne Derby the next day and the contrast between what that game looked like, I mean, you wouldn't even know it's the same stadium. It was a disappointing crowd of uh, 2,423, which people always go, oh, they've lied about that. If they, would, if they were going to lie about a crowd, why would they still make it 2,400? That's one of Western United's lowest crowds ever. Um, there was definitely that many people at the game. Like, you don't see... Um, the, the wing's pretty full because they, they, they close the um, left side of the ground, but the wing is pretty full um, on the, like the broadcast side. Then behind the goals, there's a decent amount of people at the south end, a few people at the north end, and then there's people in the corporate boxes and whatnot. Like, so there's, there was 2,000 people there, but it was still pretty underwhelming. Um, the game itself, um, Western United, pretty hard done by, um, well, really, it's their own fault, but um, they had... Five big chances. They they missed quite a few. Um, Josh Rusden really probably should have scored. Uh, I think uh, it was Dylan Menzel Halls had a good chance as well. But Weston looked a little more comfortable. It was the same lineup as last week, although Diamante got off the bench right at the end. So hopefully next week then you can see him for you know 20 minutes or something like that. He did look good. He almost created a goal in those few minutes he was on. And uh, Troisi stayed again, which I was disappointed about. But he had a better game. Um, looked like he cared a bit more. I blasted him pretty hard on Twitter after last weekend. I think he responded pretty well. The back four starting to look a bit more solid again. Uh, and, and one thing I do want to point out is, um, I think if, if you're going to start talking about Daniel Azani's claims to be playing at the World Cup, and, I, and I'm on board with that as well, then I think that Josh Risden needs some serious talk as well. He got an assist... Um, almost scored a goal, scored one last week, and and biggest thing of all was a right back absolutely shut down Daniel Arzani. You know he he didn't have anywhere near as much effect as he has in the first couple of games and in the preseason. And you know Josh Risden was a starting right back in 2018 for the Socceroos, and he has not gone backwards at all as a footballer. If anything, he's gotten better. You know so the the fact that he's not in the conversation really at all and we're still maybe talking about bringing Ryan Grant who has you know fallen off quite a bit since then is is crazy and i mean i know we've got um Fran Karacic who's playing in Italy we've got Atkinson who's you know in some good form in some bad form whatever but he's still very young um, at heart and i wouldn't mind seeing him as as our right back but um i think Risen should should be in the conversation depending on how many defenders we're going to bring like He's a very good player, and I don't even remember the last time he's played in the squad. I don't know if Graham Arnold's ever picked him. So, it's um yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing that he's had such a good time at Western United the last three and a half years, and and he hasn't been able to get back into that squad considering some of the other people that have been picked. He's just unreal. Like every single week so far this season, he has been giving everything. Same as last year, he's been in great form. Um, but yeah, they Western was were improved, and I think. Uh, the loss of Dumbia is going to hurt. That could be, you know, 12 weeks or something like that. I, I don't know. It's a high-grade hamstring injury. Another interesting one for me, Seth Pasquale has been sitting on the bench and he hasn't come on yet. Like, we've just just let him go out there and see what he can do. Like, I want to see what that guy has got because it's, he's, it's been a long time. He's an, an inaugural player of the squad. He's one of the first players signed and he just... I know he's been injured a lot, but now he's not, apparently. So, let's see him. But anyway... Uh, on Saturday, then, it was Western Sydney and Brisbane Raw. This game was one all. Western, score, uh, Western Sydney scored the early goal. Charlie Austin finally got on the off the mark, which was uh, good to see. It was a nice, healthy crowd of just under 10,000. So the Wanderers are building, I think, a bit. And uh, I know this wasn't a win, but they're still undefeated. So um, I think that's going to help. And I, I, I think crowd numbers are really going to keep going quite well. And the fact that they're leading into a derby in a couple of weeks is exciting. Um, as well, or is that next week? 
No, it's round round five, isn't it? So, um, or it's oh, it's round round six. I don't know. It's 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 on November twelfth. Anyway. I think it's the last round before the World Cup thing. But yeah, a couple more home games for them actually against the Jets and the Wanderers, and then they hit Sydney. So that's going to be really good. Um, and, and yeah, for for Brisbane, they're not looking too bad. I mean, they've got two points from three games. Um, they've only scored one goal for the season, which is the biggest sort of problem with them at the moment. But um, yeah, uh, defensively, they're looking okay. Um, they've only conceded three as well, which isn't terrible. Uh, I don't know. Midfield's a little bit, a little bit bland, and that's what I said in preseason. But the you know Charlie Austin, Joe Knowles, they're playing good football. So um, yeah, we'll see. I, I saw that little clip of them like practicing before the Leeds game when Joe Knowles was on a trial, and, and then now. Uh, Joe Knowles gave Austin the assist for his first goal, which is a nice little moment. But um, yeah, we'll see how they go as time goes on. They're, they're looking okay for now. Uh, the Jets had a good win over Wellington. This was a bit of a statement, I feel. 3-1. Um, Becca Dartsmalia scored an unreal goal. Trent Bahaja got on the score sheet. And Piscopo got the assist against his old side. Satirio going as well. So they yeah, they really dug in and, um, and got a, a really strong win in... Uh, in Newcastle, and uh, the goal for Wellington came from that guy, Crave. Um, he's a Bulgarian midfielder, 25 years of age, and um, on the Golden Generation podcast preseason, I uh, was speaking to Petr Petrov, who was a, an A-League sort of media guy who's from Bulgaria, and he was just raving about this guy that apparently a few years ago, um, you know, he could have been anything, uh, and sort of his ego got in the way and whatnot. But he's played at some decent clubs. You know, he's from um, Midgetland only a few years ago. And he's 25. So he's got 24 appearances for Bulgaria. Um, he, he could he could end up lighting this league up. And it was a fantastic goal. Um, he's, you know, six foot what, two or something like that. You know, he's, he's decently tall, especially for this league in terms of like a midfielder. Uh, and yeah, he so he could he could be really good. Um, pick of the week also, Stevie Garkovic caught that. Uh, <laughs> coming down here and, and uh, you know, getting smacked by the side that you just didn't want to play for at all. I don't know. Yeah, there was probably bigger reasons why I didn't want to, but still pretty funny. Um, uh, Melbourne Derby on Saturday night. This was unreal. Now, I don't want to be that guy, but it, it was touted as sold out. You get 23,500. It's disappointing that... And, and, and Victory fans are defending it going, and so is everyone, I guess, saying like, oh, members in shop, members in shop. Like, you had 6,500 members not show up to a derby. That doesn't make sense. You know, and I know that's probably other, that's not just the seating that, that makes up that 30K, like the regular public member seating. There's probably corporates and things like that, but I, I would have thought those boxes would be pretty full in a game like this. So, um, yeah, still though, 23,500, the biggest crowd so far this season, you know, beat Sydney's return to Sydney, which is, is massive. And last season, I think we got um, like 18,000 for Derby, and that was good. So to see 23,000 was awesome. Um, victory fans carried that as well, which was just, it's, it's just crazy how many fans they do have. I think we forget sometimes they are a very big club um, for sport in this country, but it, nothing went their way. It's a second consecutive loss at home. Um, McLaren scored a penalty and then Cadet scored an own goal a couple of minutes later. That was a very nice little corner, or sorry, set-piece tactic from um, Melbourne City um, to get that goal. And then after that, 15 minutes later, Josh Belente got a second yellow card. And uh, Melbourne City were just able to hold on uh, after that. Victory played a bit better. They, you know, found a few shots. They had some chances and they didn't quite take it. But uh, City still deserved to win this game. 2-0, a very big win. Now, one thing I want to point out from this game, what is Jamie McLaren doing? Like running and celebrating in front of the other supporters in every single match. He's done it in all three games. Like 
no one... Well, I was about to say no one, like, hates you. But then at the same time, I do bring up your zero rings at every opportunity. But just relax. Like, you're, like, stat padding against A-League clubs. The thing that annoys me about Jamie McLaren is he's obviously good enough to go and play somewhere else and make maybe something of his career. And he just stays here and potters around doing the same thing every year for Melbourne City. Like, yeah, Golden Boots are great. But what are you going to do with five, Jamie? Go and go and do something else, you know? I, I love him as an Australian player, but as a City player, it just gets under my skin a little bit. I mean, if, the Raw fans were not giving him that much crap. And he that's where he started his career. And he goes and celebrates in front of them. And then, like, posts about it on Instagram. Like, get real. Like, you're 29. You've got bleached hair. Just, I don't know. Go and play in the championship or something. Like, I'm a bit sick of this play. He did all right at Hibs when he was there, you know? So, I don't know why then... Just come back to... I just feel like it's sad. That, like, and obviously, he's got an unreal record. He's got, like, 80 goals in 100 games or something. But am I the only one that just feels a bit bored of Jamie McLaren? Like, you've done it how many times? Just go away. But... Anyway, that's probably just me. But um, on Sunday, it was uh, Sydney and Adelaide, which we already touched on a little bit to all. Um, the crowd at this game, and I know, I don't know who the crowd person, but it was unreal. It was good. We can talk about it when it's good. It was 16,623. And um, the, the thing was, it didn't look that full, but on the non-broadcast side, it was like way more full than on the broadcast side, which is a shame. You'd think Sydney would want to sell tickets on the other side. But um, yeah, it looked really, really good in some videos that I saw. Um, Ryan Kiddo scored the early goal. Joe Lolly, this guy is scary. Like, I don't... <laughs> he's really starting to scare me. The way he was cutting in against Weston and now this. Um, yeah, he's a, a very good player. And then Patrick Wood scored a goal. He's got like a hedgehog haircut going on at the moment. That is... Uh, yeah, it's something as well. And then uh, Van der Sarg scored against his old side. Didn't celebrate. Ugh, bit lame. I mean, they didn't play. Just celebrate. <laughs> No one's going to kill you, mate. Just just have a bit of fun. But um, yeah, look, disappointing result for Sydney because I think um, you get to play against 10 men for that long and you take the lead. How do you not just hold on after that, you know? But um, good result for Adelaide. Um, but for, for them as well, they're, they're just like Brisbane, they've only got the two points um, at the moment. So um, yeah, it is interesting. Um, the bottom six has got... Um, five finalists from last year so Melbourne City the only team in the top six right now who, who played finals last year so it's I mean it's very early but there's a lot going on and a lot of teams look good talking about teams that look good I don't know if Perth looked good but they got a win um, on Sunday um, which was really crazy so Samuel Silvera puts uh, Central Coast 1-0 up and then uh, yeah, uh, just before half time Perth found one go through Coley or Coley uh, who's been around for a couple of years. And uh, then... Sorry, it's very early in the morning here. Uh, then the winner <laughs> scored by Aaron McEnef, who um, is a little striker, scores his second goal for the season now. So, um, like, yeah, I don't know. That, that was It was a really interesting, like, surprising result. I didn't expect it at all. Big Ben looked pretty good um, without scoring. You know, did, did all right. And, um, you know... Daryl Lockman, Jacob Beaver, or Mark Beaver, sorry. They, these guys are looking all right together um, as a little back partnership. They've got Johnny Katrumpus in there with them as well, who I, I think, yeah, deserves to probably start. Um, so, um, yeah, look, it, that's, it's a surprise. I really thought they were going to get battered 3 or 4-0, and, and I was thinking that they are a bit of a drinking card side this year, you know, that you can just sort of load up on them and, and win games. But 
that was a great great start to their season and they're sitting above you know Melbourne Victory Western United so um yeah we'll see how, see where it goes from here but moving on to next week's results or next week's games we start on Friday night uh at Western Sydney again so I don't know why they're getting so many home games early on is maybe it's a bit of a, like a league thing to just try and pump them up early I know that's sort of what they do with Western United as well giving them all these home games um and and while the Wanderers are in some good form it's probably a good thing uh, but I just then I worry like how many home games they're going to have after the break, you know. But um, they take on the Jets. This game's always I always enjoy this fixture. Um, there's a lot of rivalry I think between the two sides. So many players have moved over the last couple of years to and from these sides. Um, I'm gonna go the Wanderers here. Um, I'm gonna say one nil. Both sides are in pretty good form, but I think the Wanderers at home are the set a little bit too strong. And but we'll see. Um, I don't know. Brisbane more Melbourne victory. I'm gonna make a big call here and say Brisbane win this one. Um, 2-1, because I think Victory just look a bit off it at the moment. Yeah, they just had 10 men, but now they're going to play on the weekend without Brillante, which will definitely hurt them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to tip Brisbane in this one. Um, they've just got their first point. They've scored their first goal. Let's see what they can do. Central Coast and Western United. Um, look, Western United got back to their old ways a bit last week without winning the game. They were still pretty good. And, um... Central Coast just lost to Perth. I I think I have to go with, with what makes the most sense here to me and maybe a little smidgen of bias, but I'm going to say Western win this one 1-0. Um, I hope to see Milanovic in the starting 11. I know Tracy was okay, but I'd still like to see Milanovic. I'd like to see Diamante play a bit more. I'd like to see Botic play a bit more. Um, well, who knows what's happening with Prijevic's toe injury. It just doesn't seem that bad. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say 1-0 to Western in that one. Uh, MacArthur and Sydney FC, another good game. Um, you know, we've got Arzani in one side. We've got those really dangerous-looking wingers in the other side. I'm going to tip Sydney here um, 3-0 because I just think they um, need to get back in some form. MacArthur didn't impress me at all last week, so I'm going to go Sydney to have a, a nice big win away from home. On Sunday, that's Adelaide and Perth. Um, first game at Cooper Stadium for the season. They've got the roof on that stand. The whole stadium's back up. This will be a really good game. I think the crowd will be healthy. Uh, and I think per- uh, Adelaide will win this one 2-0. They're a bit too strong for Perth. And they'll maybe finally be able to get their first win of the season. Um, screwed over a little bit last week. And um, yeah, I think I think they'll uh, have a nice win there. Finishing off the round, it's Melbourne City and Wellington Phoenix um, at Amy Park. City have had the perfect start to the season. They are... Probably going to win the Premier's plate. I mean, it's, it's it's looking not very competitive at the moment when they're playing. They're looking really, really strong. And uh, I think it'll continue. Um, Wellington is, is, for me, going to really struggle this season. So I'm going to say 2-0 to Melbourne City. Um, so that is all for the round. And uh, look, uh, we're going to find out a lot about some teams this week. I think Adelaide have got the chance. You know, If they go and lose in their homecoming game, that's going to be really disappointing. MacArthur has a chance to respond victory we need to see stand up but like I said I don't think that they will I don't know I just it's just something about them at the moment but um <coughs> plenty of time to turn around for teams that have started poorly and plenty of time to fall <laughs> for teams that have started well like the Wanderers like the Jets so we'll see what happens um the other thing <laughs> I wanted to talk about this week was um the A-League uh, was it A-League All Access um it's been great so far I've had two really good episodes Charlie Austin that was hilarious. Just blasting Connor Chapman. And and you'd think Connor Chapman might be like, all right, I'll respect Charlie Austin here a bit. He's played in the Prem. He's done. He goes, no, be the striker and score a goal. Like he was he went off at him. That was just unreal. And um we've got Paddy Kiznorbo this week, 
who um, has been labelled as a bit of a tough guy lately. Uh, and to, so I, I would have loved to see City lose the derby just for that um, reason because we have him on this week. It would have been great to see him lose his shit at the City players, but he'll probably be a bit happier. Um, but yeah, that Charlie Austin one was really good. I think some people didn't like it. Um, but I think it's good. You know, he's, he's setting high standards at the club, even though it's a bit hypocritical because he didn't really play that well. Uh, I think that was the game against um, MacArthur in round one. I think he missed like a big chance as well. So it's, um, or maybe it was at the game against City. I, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, it, it was still just like, um, yeah, it was, it was good to see him coming in and actually caring because I think in the past we've had some big marquee players, you know, of your Daniel Sturridge type who just don't really care about it and are just there for to have a few photos taken of themselves to pump up, you know, the league a little bit for marketing. But then when they get on the pitch, it's just like, okay, <laughs> you're done. So uh, it was it, it was good. And Charlie Austin got his first goal on the weekend now. So he's clearly working hard. And I think, um, yeah, he, him and Nani have been really good for the league so far. The other thing, Nani went on this tangent post-game about how... <laughs> that they deserve to win. They were the better side and the referee needs to be better. He said that the red card shouldn't have counted because there was a foul in the build-up to Brillante's second yellow card. And the foul he was talking about was himself getting grabbed by um, Jordan Boss. That was not a foul. Like, he, like Nani tries to spin himself and like fall on the ground. Um, like, I get he's old and he's doing his sort of professional foul type. Like, he's trying to draw in fouls. But the, the ref didn't fall for it. And then for him to still hang on to it post-game and then bring it up in the interview was crazy. Um, the penalty as well was a penalty for me. So, yeah, Nani's been good for the league so far commercially and on the pitch he's been all right, but that was that was very crazy. I don't know what he was talking about. Um, anyway, that is it for this week. A bit of a shorter one because no one else is here to fill in the gaps when I'm not talking and whatnot. So that is all. Uh, I think we've got a guest next week. So uh, stay tuned. Sort of in the A-League memes, admin type of area. So, um Yeah, we'll see how we go. But that is all for this week. Enjoy the football as always, and I'll see you all next week.